0: Welcome, everyone, to today's show, and today on the show, we are doing something a little bit different with a roundtable discussion, or as I like to call it, a rueda table discussion, bringing in some of my old friends, Frank Condori and Corey Gray, both of which who have been on the show previously as one-on-one interviews, and we are talking about salsa congresses, everything from health, eating right, sleeping right, to socializing, just getting a vibe for what these congresses are all about. Episode turned out awesome. Lots of amazing conversation and lots of fun stuff. Check out the very end of the episode for some outtakes as well that are rather humorous. I also want to give a special shout out to Philip from Houston, who gave us uh, actually reached out to me directly on Facebook to give me some feedback on the show. Just wanted to say, just stopping by to say, I really like what you're doing with the interviews. Looking forward to more. Would like to throw my instructors, Oscar Martinez, Solomon Amaya, and Andrew Orjuela from down here in Texas, in the hat. So, Philip, thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for the feedback. We do really appreciate you listening to the podcast here. And I already know Sal. Sal is awesome. We're definitely going to get him on the show if he agrees to. And the other two I'm not familiar with, but I'm going to YouTube them. Definitely reach out to them. Look forward to having uh, them on the show as well. And if anyone else has any other people that they'd like to have on the show, feel free to reach out to me directly, rob at thisweekinsalsa.com, uh, tweet at us, at This Week in Salsa, or send us a message on Facebook, uh, This Week in Salsa. You can also Facebook me directly, Rob Castellucci. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Whip. I got a fever, and the only prescription is
1: more cowbell.
2: So you know what to walk, you know you what to dance. You ever dance with the devil on the day
0: Welcome to another episode of This Week in Salsa, and today on the show we have a treat. We're trying out a new format with a roundtable discussion with two of my longtime salsa friends, uh, Frank Condori and Corey Gray of the Boston and the formerly Boston, now San Francisco, Oakland Salsa Communities and today we are talking about the lovely world of Salsa Congresses. So we're going to talk about a variety of different topics, including um, social networking, meeting other people, how that all goes down, uh, more of a survival approach as well with uh, what to eat, how to eat. I guess we will give you nutrition (laughs) advice. We are not uh, certified nutritionists, but we'll do our best to pretend to play one on the internet and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff in between. So Uh, let's try this format out, see how everything goes. We'd love to hear your feedback. And with that being said, uh, Frank, say hello to the internet audience.
1: Hello, internet audience.
0: Yes, and tell the internet audience why you know about Salsa Congresses.
1: Um, I know about Salsa Congresses because I go to many of them a year. I try to actually go to a different one that I haven't been to every year. Um, I just, I love the experience. I always have a good time. Um, you know, I just love meeting people. The Congress is one of those things. It's one of those events that are made for us salsa dancers. So we can get together and we can do nothing but dance for about three days straight or until our legs give out, more or less, man.
0: You, you know, you sound like my girlfriend with how she eats. I'm like, baby, you like this? She's like, yeah, it's great. But now I'm going to try something different because I already had that one. I'm like, I find one thing I like, I just do that every single day. So I'm the same with Congress. I go to the same thing every year. I've been to Orlando like seven times. I know you have too, but. Um, I, thought, I thought
1: you meant I sound like your girlfriend. That would have been really awkward. I don't remember sounding like
0: that. <laughs> baby, baby, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Uh, And and speaking of women, if you round out the panel so we have a female perspective on the show. uh, Tell us about why you know about South Congresses.
2: Well, I've been dancing for a long time. I try to go to at least one Congress a month. Um, That's sort of been my new thing over the past year. And I have been successfully doing it since, I would say, uh, November. Um, so it's just the first year that I've done it, but I've done many, many Congresses before. I'm probably going up to 15 to 20 different Congresses, both on the East Coast, South, and the West Coast. Um, so I've been to quite a few. I've seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of Congresses, and I'm ready to talk about all the good things that come along with it. Wow.
0: that That is insane, Corey. <laughs>
2: I'm,
0: I'm telling you, that that is awesome. Um, so... Okay, let's just jump right into it. We got a lot of topics to discuss. First one, social networking. Um, we could talk about a lot of things here. For me, what I think of when I think of social networking is big reason why people go to Congresses, which is meeting new people, meeting interesting people outside of their salsa community. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Do you, When you go to these Congresses, are you meeting a lot of new people or are you sticking within your normal group of individuals or does it depend on the Congress?
1: You know, I think this is, this is an important thing because I, I believe it's really going to be interpreted by each person individually. And in that aspect, it's going to be interpreted by the certain skill level as well. Like, for example, beginner may not necessarily feel as comfortable, um, you know, branching out and dancing with other people. Um, but here's where I feel like, you know, you really kind of need to push yourself. I mean, I even know more experienced dancers that are still uncomfortable talking to new people per se and this is kind of where you need to get out of your box you know you need to get out of your your comfort zone a little bit and kind of approach new people i mean i know when i go to a congress um i always love trying to you know just meeting new people you know try to dance with new people i mean that's kind of the point and i know that you know even if there's a, a local congress because I, I know over here in boston there's going to be uh, the boston salsa festival i try to go out of my way to dance with as you know, as little people locally as I can. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not going to say no, but, you know, I I find it's so much, you know, it's a lot more fun for me to, you know, dance with people that I haven't danced before or avoid, get to dance it, with as much. It's funny you mention that because I feel the same way. I actually, um,
0: I won't say that I don't like dancing with people in my local community, but when I go to Congresses, I like to dance with new people first and I foremost. Uh, I don't want to dance with the same old people. Yes, it's fun to do that, like, one dance a night with someone that I dance with all the time. But, man, I want to get out there. I want to meet new people. Sounds like, Corey, you're the same way.
2: Yeah, and one of the things that I try to do as well is I try to invite the new people that I dance with to get breakfast with the group of friends because generally you do go with a group of friends to a congress that you already know and that it can make it a lot of fun and I usually do the same because that way you know you have a set group of friends. Um, but the best way to do it is not only to dance with new people but also invite them along so that you know if you go to the pool party, you can meet up with some people and chat with them or if you go get breakfast or dinner, or anything like that, um, it, it just sort of keeps the environment going and it keeps the friendships flowing. And that way, maybe the next night, you'll feel a little bit more confident in asking that same person to dance a couple more times. Because if you really like them the first night, you'll really like them the second night. Um, and it just it allows for a better community. It allows for people to connect. Chances are if you invite one person to come, they might bring three or four other people. And before you know it, you've left the Congress with a handful of new friends. So you know, what,
1: I, I wanna, I wanna throw something in here. Um, I wanna, I, I, you know, I believe that ninety percent of my social networking is done at the twenty four hour diner after dancing. And I agree.
2: Totally applies <laughs> to
1: congresses. I know I've been to a couple of congresses uh, in different cities where I'm like, all right, well, where is the twenty four hour joint? Because you know, about after four or five a.m you know what I'm craving? I'm craving some pancakes. And you know, I, I feel like that's one of the best ways to get people to go because, you know, people locally, they may know, you know, even if they want to come along, you know, always try to get them to come along. So then it's you with this with your group and this other group. And honestly, you know, I, when you're dancing, you know, you may only have, you know, you might only be able to say, hi, my name is such and such, and I'm from such, you know what I mean? And most of the time that won't stick because, you know, music is loud or you're just dancing. So, you know, as be, as far as being social in the Congress, it's a little harder. And so I find that going out to eat afterwards is perfect. You sit down, you talk, you get to know each other. It's absolutely perfect. I love, love, love going out to eat or even just, you know, getting, if there's no close place, you know, maybe you can find a takeout place or a place that delivers to the hotel, grabbing some food, sitting down, getting to know people. That's right, the I,
0: I, I got a I got an issue with that, which is I, I firmly believe that I am an old geriatric Jewish man that's trapped inside my <laughs> 29-year-old body. So I really hate those late-night eatings, not because I hate to eat late night, but, man, just going out there, and then you got to wait for a table, then you get your food, and everyone just hangs out so long. Like, I'll do it sometimes, but usually just when I'm trapped in a car with someone else, who wants to stay, <laughs> i.e. you, right? So it, for someone like me who's more, like, non-nocturnal, uh, what do I do if I'm, let's say going to a new place and I don't want to like go to the all night diners, where else can I meet people and do my social networking?
1: Um, I mean, it also depends on what events they have going on. You know, if you do the workshops, workshops are also a great place to meet people. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a workshop, but I know that when I did, uh, I did meet a couple of people locally, um, that were doing the workshops and it's just a matter of, you know, saying, Hey, what are you guys doing after this? Or, you know, you guys going to go grab something to eat after the, you know, after the classes or this or that. And if your places where they have events going on during the day that aren't workshops, like, for example, Orlando, you have the pool parties, then, you know, that's also another great place to meet people. Um, you know, it's it's more or less getting out, you know, getting out of that comfort zone, like I said, you know, like it, you may not be comfortable um, approaching people, but, you know, that's the thing about it. You know, like I was never really comfortable approaching people, but, you know, when you do a dance for as many years... You know, and you, you, you pretty much get comfortable with asking people to dance is simply just asking another question, which is like, Hey, what are you guys doing after this? Yep. You know, well, or, hey, I'll actually can- add, I'll actually add too, because obviously this is
0: me. So I've come up with some other things too. Uh, room sharing. So not mm-hmm. getting your own hotel room, but asking people in the group for the event, saying who wants to split a hotel room. South people are always looking to split hotel rooms, especially since, like, even with, like, guys and girls, I stayed at the San Francisco Congress with three women that I'd never met before that were really cool, and we just talked, and they immediately introduced me to all their network so I didn't have to uh, do anything else. It was great. Like, they are really cool about it. So doing a room share was great. Also, World Cup was at the Orlando Congress, so Definitely, at least once every four years, when you go to a Congress, you'll be able to network at the World Cup games for sure.
2: Very very. also anything. If you're in line to get food, if you're in the elevator, if you're at a hotel where there's a salsa Congress, chances are there's going to be salsa dancers all around you. So as long as you you know say hi, ask people you know if they what time they got there. I've actually met some good friends that I've met in either elevators or you know, waiting in line for coffee or something because every, or even to check into the hotel because everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's there for the same reason. And you immediately have something in common. Mm-hmm.
1: Very true. So, and if all else fails, wear like a salsa shirt, like a, <laughs> a, a, <beauty laughs> a bunch of salsa shirt. And then they'll be like, Hey, where'd you get that shirt? I got it from <laughs> here. Want to go out to eat afterwards?
0: <laughs> <laughs> M-
1: this you feels a come.
0: lot. No. It feels a lot like, like in preschool, how I made friends. <laughs> I like your shirt. Let's be friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Great. moving on for social networking, what about, and, and congresses are one of these rare opportunities, not only to dance with people outside of your social circle, but also dancing with some of the best professional dancers in the world. And when people hear that, especially beginners, intermediates, they get very intimidated by that. So what advice would you give? And maybe, Regale, us with some stories about you dancing with some some internationally known dancers
1: and maybe some mindsets to keep in mind for that. Oh, man, you know, the best thing I could say is um, you're never going to be ready. So just do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you could be dancing five years and, you know, as much as you hear about how good this person is, there's always going to be that kind of level of intimidation. I mean, it may be less because you could you know, you could say to yourself, oh, well, you know, I've acquired more skill since then. But there's always going to be that level of intimidation. So really, the best thing you can do is just do it, man. You know, just ask. You know, the worst thing that could happen is they're going to say no, but very rarely do they ever is what I've noticed. You know, yeah. if, you know, they're professionals, they, they want you to be a passion, for, you know, they, they don't want to, you know, turn you away from the dance. So, you know, they're always going to at least give you one dance is what I've noticed. And, you know, most of the time they enjoy it. So there's really no reason not, you know, why not to ask for the dance. And I mean, I know it's intimidating. You know, I know it can be, but, you know, just, just do it. You know, just ask. I would also say.
2: Yeah, I would also say that um absolutely everything I agree everything with what Frank said. Um but also keep in mind that they are regular they are dancers, they are humans and if you don't connect with the professional on the dance floor like you expected you You would, because they are a professional. It's not the end of the world. They are, you, you, you connect with some people, you don't connect with others. You might ask someone to dance that is a professional and you, and you've, you know, idled them for many, many years and you just don't have a connection with them on the dance floor. That's, that's okay. It's perfectly acceptable. You've had your dance. You can figure out whether you want to ask them to dance or not again, but. I would say that especially for all the the beginners that are thinking about asking one of them if there's if there isn't a connection don't worry about it it just happens they're not you know Super humans. They are regular, regular people. And their dancing skills are obviously phenomenal and beyond this world. But I would say keep that in mind that don't be discouraged if you don't have an amazing dance with them. Hopefully you do. Hopefully you have a wonderful dance that just blows you out of the water. But I have talked to some people who get very discouraged after a dance with a professional because they felt like they couldn't keep up. They didn't have a connection, um, and then it can really affect your mood. So I would say just caution with that before you head in. Know that they are just a regular another dancer that you're asking to dance, and, um, and hopefully it's going to be an amazing one.
0: And and both of those are great advice, but incorrect. The correct answer, and I'll say this through story <laughs> was, was is, it C? I knew it. It's always C. <laughs> there there right. is the correct yes. Just sees all the way down that you're describing <laughs> my college experience. Uh, so. <laughs> The correct answer, and this is from my very first Congress where I was at Flava Invasion. And at Flava, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, right? First of all, I must have danced like three songs the entire three-day Congress that was there. And Frank, you were there. You saw me or did not see oh, me. Oh, I didn't I see dancing. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rough. But I was walking around, and I think it was you I said this too. I see these two people dancing. I'm like, wow, she's a really good dancer, and that guy's cool too. I'm going to ask her to dance. And right before I ask her to dance, you're like, Dude, you know that's Magna, right? I'm like, what's a Magna? And and you're like, you're like she's like the best female dancer in the world. I'm like, oh shit, nope. I'm just gonna watch. But the point is, is that before you told me that, I was ready to go up and dance with her because I thought, yeah, she's really good, but she's just a woman who's a good dancer. So Mm -hmm. the point is that ignorance is bliss. You could dance with some of the best dancers in the world. And if you don't know that they're the best dancers in the world, you're not going to be too nervous. But if there's someone that you idolize on YouTube 24 seven, know all their moves and everything, um, then you're going to go in with a very different mindset. So I think it becomes a lot easier to just do it. If you're looking in the area where the good dancers are, and maybe you're uh, some people, you know, are there, but there's always like, they're always off to the carpet side. You know, they want, never want to dance on the wood. So you go by the carpet and you just look at some dancers who are really good. But you're like, I have no idea who that is. They probably have a million hits on a YouTube video, but I'm just going to ask them to dance because they look
1: good. Right. Well, actually, yeah. You mean that was definitely, uh, I don't remember saying that, but that definitely wasn't, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> because, maybe, maybe it was Mario. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to just blame on Mario. Because, um, you know, that you bring up a really good point. And, you know, as someone who's been dancing a long time now, and I know who the celebrities are if I were to let their status get to me, then yes, I would also get very intimidated as well. And, you know, I, I believe that the real thing you should do is kind of just look at them as just another dancer. You know what I mean? Like no matter how professional they are, they are simply just dancers as well. Right. You know, they're right. just good dancers. So look at them as another dancer. You know, if you approach Magno, just look at her as a really good dancer, you know, and just ask her to dance. You know, it's, it's a mindset thing for sure. You know, definitely try to, have a different mindset when you ask the more professional people. But, you know, and in the end, they're all just people who love
0: salsa. And, and mm-hmm. maybe with a little bit more um, uh, serious, I, I was kind of pulling pulling you guys on that one. I, I do believe that, <laughs> but in more honesty, uh, you know, the the goal of a dance is to have a connection with your partner and to enjoy the dance. So especially if I'm, let's say a woman, right? And I'm going up to dance with Neri or something. I'm really nervous to dance with him because I'm afraid what? That I'm afraid he's going to do a move that I don't know. Uh, Corey, tell me if I'm right here, but if he does a move that I don't know, then it's bad for him, right? Because he's supposed to be understanding what level I'm at and doing moves that I can follow or providing a clear enough lead that I do a move that I don't know how to do. But if he's not doing that, then it's kind of like egg on his face versus egg on the Mm -hmm. follower's face for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I would definitely say that's true. I would say that it also has Happens occasionally where their leads are super clear, and and if and if a girl is really really nervous, she might just you know if you tense up, it's really difficult to feel the lead. So it, it, who knows whose fault it is? That definitely can happen if it, if they're not clear enough. But guess what? If they do something that you don't realize what's happening or you miss, the worst that's going to happen is is they're probably going to smile. You're probably both going to smile. You're both going to laugh, and you're going to immediately move on. I don't you know. I mean, sure, there are certain people with stone faces, and yes, certain celebrities have stone faces as well, and that's just part of the culture. But chances are, if you've asked a celebrity to dance, they say yes, you start dancing, and they do something that that you don't quite understand – it imme- it's immediately over and you move on and they're not going to walk off because you didn't get something in the middle of the dance. You just say, Oh, okay, well maybe, you know, maybe I didn't get that. Maybe I can get it next time or that's a really cool move. I've never seen that before. Maybe I followed it right. Maybe I didn't, but next time, um, let me see if I can, and, you know, pin it up better a little bit more. And,
0: and, and it's like the beginning of a romantic comedy. You both laugh <laughs> because something funny <laughs> happened and then maybe you date. I don't know. <laughs> who knows? All right, all right, all right, all right. So moving on. I'm I'm done with social networking. I'm on Facebook all day. That's what I do. I'm not dancing. I can't talk about social networking anymore. Uh, okay. Let's talk about something far, far more interesting, which is food. All right. Uh, yes. So food makes up a big part of Congress. Food is fuel, right? We're dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. For people who are crazy enough to do the workshops and the socials and the performances, you're dancing, gosh, what is that? Eight, nine, ten hours a day, potentially. So what... What are some tricks of the trade when it comes to food because we're in these hotels, uh, I don't like to pay twenty dollars for a, a buffet. so what what do you guys do for food when you're at congresses?
1: Well, okay, so this is very important to me. <laughs> Obviously I love food. Um, well you know, when you go to a lot of congresses, <clears throat> what I've noticed is you know some people they'll stay at the hotel. You know, they'll go out to eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner. I definitely did this when I first started, you know, uh, doing my congresses. And then some of the hotels you stay at, they may have like a Starbucks or something downstairs, but that Starbucks is going to cost more than, you know, the regular one you would find out and about. Um, you know, and kind of what I've learned is that there are ways... Because the thing is, if you think about it, right, it's pretty expensive if you stay there for the weekend, you know, paying for the night passes and maybe workshops and, you know, this and that, plus the hotel. You know, food can also definitely, you know, get that bill up there as well. And so what I found to be really helpful is, you know, kind of calling the hotel ahead of hand to see if they have, um, uh, you know, a, like a portable refrigerator, just a small fridge um, that that's either available in the room or that you can rent, you know, depending on how much it costs, obviously, um, and, you know, if you're going to a city that's not yours, if you're going to a different city, you know, finding the nearest CVS or supermarket and picking up snacks, you know, and if you have a refrigerator, picking up, you know, food that you can put in the refrigerator, like milk and cereal, you know, I'm big on milk and cereal or yogurts and, you know, fruits, bananas. And trust me, during the day, being able to snack is incredibly helpful, especially if you're doing the workshops, you know, and you're going to need fuel, you know, you're going to need food, you're going to need fuel, especially if you're going to, you know, make it the entire weekend. And so it's a good thing. Also, you know, it's a cut down cost, you know, you, you spend maybe like $40 on all the food you want for the weekend. And, you know, that there's your breakfast, lunch, and you could still go out, you know, for dinner afterwards. But at least you're not spending, you know, $20, $30 per meal, you know, you spend that Three times a day, you're you know you're going to easily spend sixty, eighty, ninety dollars every day. You know, so this I feel that this is a great way to save money. Mm-hmm. What about you, Corey?
2: Well, I agree. Definitely, a mini fridge is one of the best things. Um, I would also say that. Y- get some snacks before you go, um, you know, bring some bars or nuts, whatever, you know, whatever you like to snack on before you go. Cause chances are like Franklin said, whatever you're going to find right there is probably going to be a little bit more expensive than what you can find at the local grocery, sh- grocery store. I would also say that don't be afraid to really eat a meal though. One of the biggest mistakes I've made is just snacking all day long. And I, it's one of those things where you're kind of like the energizer bunny where you wake up and you go do this, that, this, that, this, that all day long. And you don't actually take the time to sit and eat. And now, as I have learned, a Congress, one of the biggest things that I do is sit down and eat with friends. And very often, I don't always do it for breakfast or lunch, um, depending on which Congress I'm at. But absolutely for dinner. And you have to eat a big meal because you are dancing all day, all night. You're, you're moving, you're using all your whole body, all of its energy. You're probably running on not a whole lot of sleep. Um, I know for me, I don't get anywhere near my regular amount of sleep, even though I try to power nap throughout the day, but you really have to eat. You have to eat a good full meal. Uh, And probably eat more than you would normally eat on a regular weekday because um, you're just exerting so much energy and so much dancing. And you want to make sure that you can keep up with whatever your body wants to do and dance-wise versus what your brain wants to do sleep-wise. Yeah, that's the tricky part. Yeah. That's
0: the tricky part because you got to eat. More like if I usually it, it's tough for me and I'm supposed to eat like 2,500 to 3,000 calories a day. If I'm at a congress, I gotta bump that up to like 4,000 calories a day mm-hmm. yeah. easily. And trying to shove that much food in your mouth is really a full-time job. So <laughs> uh, there there are a couple of uh, protein bars. I'll I'll get the name. I'll link to them in the show notes. But they're like full meal protein bars, not just like a protein bar, but one that's like full amino acids. It's like 500 calorie bars. Uh, those are good in a pinch. So they'll get you a lot of calories and get you basically all the vitamins that you kind of sort of need. Uh, For me, I I drink vitamin C religiously, like those emergency packs. I put that in all of my drinks. A lot of water hydration is huge Uh, for the hydration. Actually. uh, I, I really like those pure water filters that automatically filter the water. So you can just fill it up in your sink, in your hotel room, which is usually crappy water. You fill it up in there and then you can drink water. But I, lack of hydration is definitely a big issue, especially, you know, those coolers outside the salsa rooms always uh, run out after like the first hour or two. So those are usually out mm-hmm. of water and then you have nothing for the next few hours. So hydration's huge. huge. Uh, besides that, I, I actually have my eyes open at the San Francisco Congress. Uh, Mags is, is my friend who I met there, who I stayed with her and these two other women. And I didn't really get it before I went, but they're like, yeah, we're going to have like, Uh, uh, our, our personal chef is going to be making food in the hotel room. I'm like, Oh, okay. So we're going to have like turkey sandwiches. Great. And, (laughs) and then I get there and I walk in, I I swear, I walk into this place and I see the iron, uh, the iron is upside down and on it is a piece of tinfoil and they are making grilled cheese sandwiches inside the hotel room. I'm like, totally, (laughs) totally blew my mind. But they had all kinds of stuff. You can go as hardcore if you want, as you want. You know, it's not like anyone's going to make fun of you if you come in with a cooler full of food. Just bring it in, eat whatever you want, um, and that would be my recommendation. And the Upside Down Iron worked really well.
1: Actually, my uh, my roommate that I stayed with, she brought a grill in. It was amazing. She made these sandwiches <laughs> Just during the, the day. Freaking A, man. I loved it. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah man you you'll be like the party
0: forget the one with all the vodka and rum and everything they're going to come to the room with all the food are you kidding me
1: Yes just I will <laughs> as
0: just as important
1: uh, <laughs> and, as and, the and, food, vodka
0: <laughs> and and to put a bow on it um the last thing is just going out for one nice meal I think that everyone no matter how much or little money you have going out for one nice meal at the congress is worth it. You know, going out with your friends, getting a group together for that one meal on Friday or Saturday night where everyone's together and you don't worry so much about money and the rest of the time, yeah, you're looking to just get quick uh, fuel type options, but have one of those meals just be uh, a taste option, you know, something that is local to the city or just a place to hang out with friends.
1: Oh, Oh, and of course, course. I mean, to be honest, like, like that's kind of what I did uh, in Orlando that just passed. We had to at least go out for dinner. And I mean, we went to Bento's. I um, forgot the other place we went. But that was just really important for us, just to get out and eat and sit down. And, you know, just goes back to what we were talking about from the social aspect as well. And, you know, I brought a lot of friends who I hadn't seen in so long. And I got to introduce them to my boss and friends. And it was just a great social environment. You know, you could sit down, you can talk about salsa, you can talk about the different communities, you know, you can talk about other stuff besides salsa, which we don't really talk about. Let's be honest. We mostly just talk about salsa anyways. And, you know, just really, really enjoy it. You know, I feel like that is one of the main things I enjoy, sitting down with friends, eating food, eating good meals. And, yes, for sure. Definitely got to get the good meals in. Okay.
0: So, uh food is taking care of yourself how else do we want to take care of ourselves at congresses besides just what we put in our mouth
1: sleep, sleep. <laughs>
2: you have to power <laughs> <All> nap <laughs> right. how,
1: how naps how, how do you are power nap? like essential if you're not yeah. a napper you better learn to become a napper because <laughs> yeah, right. those things are so essential i mean think about it right you get there on a thursday or friday um, You know, most people get on a Friday But I'm the crazy guy who gets on a Thursday But whatever, let's say you get there on a Friday, alright So that's a big night You know, you stay out, watch the shows, whatever You know, you dance till 4, 5, 6am Maybe you get out, you know, get something to eat afterwards If you're crazy like me So you, that easily goes to like 7, 8, 8 alright Now, depending how crazy you are You can either be doing the workshops or not So let's say you do decide to do the workshops, but you do want to take in all the social joys of, you know, the city. So, you know, you're going to sleep at 7 a.m. You're going to wake up at, uh, what time of the workshops? 10 a.m.? You're going to wake up like at (laughs) 9.55. They they were going (laughs) going on like 9 in the morning.
0: I don't know who was going to those workshops.
1: All right. Well, let's say it's at 10 a.m. So let's say you wake up like at 9.55 a.m. You got two hours of sleep, but you pay for this pass. So you better, you know, you're going to damn well make sure you're gonna wake up for that you're gonna do the workshops you know. You gotta make sure you take some coffee or some energy drinks by the end of that you must be exhausted now this is really important you should try to get some sleep because there's no way you're gonna make it from the end of a workshop to the end of the next night's dancing without getting more rest no way so yeah so definitely you you have to learn a nap if you're not a napper you have to learn how to efficiently nap because you know you got to eat as well that's the thing then you got to wake up you got to make sure you get dinner as well you know you get back for the shows you know so very very important nap is a great way to make sure you don't die over the weekend <laughs> you don't die yeah right
0: and actually there's a there's also a point in there for me I'm I'm all about like productivity with my time and when you go to sleep you cement into long-term memory the things that you learned over the past waking cycle so right if you spend five hours on workshops and then you don't rest before the, uh, the social that night and you're extremely exhausted. Basically you can throw out all that you learned during those workshops. It's going to be really tough to get that into your long-term memory. So just from a learning perspective, sleep is very important as well. And uh, not just the time you put in when you're awake, but the time you put in when you're asleep just to become a better dancer. If you're learning a lot of things over that past day, uh, you know, as far as taking care of yourself, yes, yeah, sleep has got to be the biggest thing. That is the biggest force multiplier for having a good Congress. So if you're not getting sleep, you're going to be cranky, you're going to be sleepy. Actually, my claim to fame uh, in the New York Congress was I fell asleep all throughout the social dancing on Saturday night. So the best night at the Congress, I was passed out in my bed. I
2: remember this, I think.
0: How do you remember <laughs> this? You weren't there. It, it wasn't oh.
2: there? Okay. then it's, Wait, I've definitely heard this before, if not from you, from someone else. And I, I remember... W- this was
0: 2012? Were you at the 2012
2: Congress? I was absolutely at the 2012 oh, Congress, crap. so it was you. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was. That was. I was like, who sleeps during a Congress? I don't get I it. I
2: remember this. I, and like, I remember thinking with this, Rob. I think we
1: talked about it. I'm like, I think Rob just paid $50 just to take- sleep. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I was in I was in Erica's
0: room from uh, from Tampa and she was try- I remember like I was half asleep. She was just pushing me trying to get me up. Nothing was working, man. I was just like and I kind of woke up at 233 in the morning. And you know when you're so groggy and you're pissed like, oh, my God, I slept.
1: Damn it. Well, I'm just going to go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do know that if if I do go to New York this year and you do fall asleep, I will draw on your face. Oh my God! I draw random appendages on your face, yeah, just so that means, you just yeah. so you kind of learn your lesson. Yeah, understood. understood I would.
2: I would also say that on top of sleep, I know we mentioned this briefly before with food, but you have to stay hydrated because we're talking about drinking all sorts of coffee and caffeinated beverages to keep yourself awake. But the truth is, is that water on top of sleep, you you need water. It's one of the most important things on top of sleep is if you drink something that's caffeinated a coffee, drink a glass of water before it. Or if you're going to take a Red Bull, make sure to drink a glass of water with it. Because I know that my body has tricked itself into thinking it's really exhausted. And when, when it's not the sleep, it's the, it's the hydration. If I haven't stayed hydrated, if I've been drinking coffee all day, um, and I've only had one glass of water, you know, six, seven, eight hours of dancing doesn't hold well on one glass of water. So keep drinking water throughout the entire day, even if you're not thirsty because your body needs it.
0: Yep. Very true. Uh, I would also add, uh, two of my things. One is I, I uh, struggle with lower back pain. So after a full night of dancing and workshops, obviously my back is going to hurt and obviously stretching is really important for that. And stretching, I've found, is not even just stretching your lower back, but actually stretching your hamstrings. Hamstrings, <laughs> a lot of time, will impact your lower back. So doing, are you guys laughing at my, my advice here?
2: No no. 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 No,
0: you're laughing. Come on, man. I got this from a
1: massage therapist. It's a
2: no, this, shit, is good. Yeah. this is good advice. People so, need to know it.
0: So str- Exactly.
1: Stretch I mean, the hamstrings. I'm, I'm going to now, start now. laughing now just because you pointed it out. But now, no, now, I wasn't laughing important. before.
0: Important note, though, don't <laughs> stretch your hamstrings when you are wearing skinny jeans, okay? I learned that the hard way. You want to have non-skinny jeans on or else you will rip that, okay? So you don't want to rip. The jeans you wear are going to
1: automatically be skinny jeans. So Yeah, whatever. pretty
0: much. Out of Congress, everything's going to be skinny. So uh, that's one thing. The second thing is your feet. Especially for the ladies. I don't know how the ladies do it, dancing and then doing the workshops and those tiny little shoes that look great. It's insane, man. Your feet are going to fall off. I don't think they understand this.
2: They do feel so, that
1: way.
0: So but,
2: but they were essentially
1: stepping on three inch poles for like hours.
2: It's yeah. crazy. Why would it's, women do that? I don't
1: understand. Whatever.
0: It, it's like if, if aliens were looking down at us, they'd think that Chinese water torture and women dancing in sausage <laughs> shoes were about the same thing. Ah, oh, those are two good ways to torture them. Yeah, great. But in all honesty, so when do you want to look good? You want to look good at the social dancing and at the performances. So that's when you wear the shoes that look good. Every other time, including uh, workshops, including going out to eat, I mean, that's all pretty casual anyway. But the workshops is the place that I see women and guys wearing these shoes that are not comfortable either. That's the time when you got to wear your most comfortable shoes, uh, whether they're jazz shoes or honestly what I've done, I was talking to Frank about this. My workshop shoe now that I will take three, four hours of workshops in is a converted Vibram five-finger shoe. And if you don't know what those are, just imagine the ugliest shoes possible that look like your feet. And you, it's like a foot glove like thing. monkey shoes. Exactly. That's it's like monkey. they were on Planet of the Apes. That's what they wore on the Planet of the Apes movie. It's, it's that. So all you do is you take those shoes and you bring them to a cobbler. They'll slap some suede on them, and all of a sudden, bam, you have salsa shoes that spin great, that feel great. And th- because of the wider base of those shoes, it helps with uh, knee, lower back, uh, just standing there for a while. It makes it a lot more comfortable. So I never feel foot pain now when I go to Congresses because so, that's so why I highly fact, recommend looking at that. Rob
1: has actually learned how to feed himself with, with just his feet. feet. Yes. It's pretty nice. <laughs> it, it's, it's
0: very, very convenient. Yeah.
2: Well, in terms of etiquette, I would say that generally everyone does like to dress up for a Congress, especially usually Saturday night, in my experience, has been the most dre- the most dressy of nights. I would say that it always feels good to dress up. You don't want to feel underdressed, so it is nice to, you know, some girls, a lot of girls want to wear dresses. Some girls just want to wear a nice pair of pants and a shirt. Guys very often will wear vests or jackets, ties, hats. Um, but one thing in terms of taking care of yourself and etiquette that I like to do is you get dressed, you get ready, you, you put on your dress or whatever you feel most comfortable with, whatever makes you feel good. You put on your, your good heels, makeup, hair you know, you go down and that's how you start the first half of the night. But if anyone who goes to a Congress and is like me, the makeup, the hair, everything kind of starts to fall apart after about an hour of dancing. Cause you just start sweating and, and I don't really care. My hair goes everywhere. I have a hard time keeping my hair up. It's very curly. It's very thick. So it generally falls out anyways. Um, so one thing that I love to do is, um, halfway through the night, I run upstairs, put on a pair of shorts, put on my flats and go back downstairs and finish the night. And that not only allows me to feel good and comfortable at the beginning of the night, dressed as everyone else, but it also allows me to take care of my feet because my feet, a bit, you know, as much as we want you to believe that we can dance really well in heels, it does start to get to us after a while. I can do probably three or four hours in heels and then my feet. Just feel like they're gonna come off. So I personally love to put on a pair of flats, go down, finish the night of dancing. Because when I'm, when my feet start to hurt, I'm not done dancing. I want to continue the night. I want to dance for a few more hours more. And the only way that I can do that very often is to putting on flats. And I'm also not afraid to change my clothes halfway through the night because by th- by then, everyone is just you know half the people have left, half the people are are you know, have changed their shirts 18 times. If you're a guy, a lot of guys change their shirts over and over and over again. So pretty much no one's wearing the same thing that they wore at the beginning of the night. Even if you are wearing the same outfit, your hair looks different. Your makeup looks different. So at that point in time, it's time to say, okay, I give in. I'm now becoming a full dancer. And you just... You take on the rest of the night with whatever you are most comfortable in, and trust me the next morning when you wake up, your feet, your body, everything will thank you for those few hours of flats, especially your lady yep
0: uh, I, I would also you know when it comes to the dress and how to wear uh what what clothes to wear at these congresses, I always see on the on the website like check it out Thursday is. Blue night. Everyone wear blue on Thursday, and Friday is July 4th, so it's red, white, and blue. And I'm like, I used to stress myself out. I'm like, oh, crap. I don't have anything this color. Like, what guy has has blue, right? I'm like, I don't have any blue. So I guess the point is that I don't pay attention to that stuff. I just wear whatever I feel comfortable in, whatever I think looks good. But don't stress out too much about that. It's not like you're going to be the one guy without the right-colored shirt, and everyone's going to stop dancing and look at you. So just wear whatever. Um, Second thing is you mentioned about, uh, you know, your hair again everywhere. Corey, I would recommend shaving your head. It's very, very (laughs) convenient. I've done it. It's awesome. And I Mm -hmm. actually look more Latin because of it. I'm a white guy, but I shave my head all of a sudden. People are like, are you Latin? Are you (laughs)
2: Latin? Well, keep it in mind. We'll see what happens for the next Congress.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, so now to add a little bit more to the etiquette um, aspect here, you know, it's interesting, too, because uh, now going back to what you were saying, Rob, I think I was the act- I think I was the only one dressed in theme the entire weekend at Orlando. <laughs> when they had the themes. And so believe it or not, I thought not going in theme, I was going to be the odd man out. I was actually the odd man out because I went in theme. So how about that? I'm like, what the heck? I, I bought this shirt for nothing. But you know what? Also, another thing is, me personally, and I don't know if anybody else um, feels the same way, but you know, I know that when I dance at a social, when I'm dancing local, I am dressed down completely, I am comfortable. You know, if I can dress in my uh, pajamas, if I can dance in my pajamas, I would totally do that. But, Actually, you
0: know, you know, you know, Frank, if you ever go to Boston, you can know Frank because he's the guy who makes his like own capris. He just
1: rolls up his jeans to <laughs> about much, that yes. capri level. So you know, there is girlfriend. a scientific purpose to that. All right. I'll explain it to you. Well, I'll explain it to you right now. So when you wear your jeans down to your shoes, you know, you you keep in all that hot air in your pants. So, you know, you got to get all that hot air out of your pants, which sounds a little bit weird. But, you know, so what I do is I roll out my pants and no more hot air. It's almost like you feel this breeze. It's a nice breeze in my pants. So it's pretty nice. <laughs> Just remember that. Remember that. But yeah, anyway, I want to so, see the science behind this. But OK. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when I go to a Congress, though, you know, a lot of people dress up. And to be honest, I I feel a lot better. I dance better knowing that I look good especially in a a setting that, you know, everyone else is dressed up, you know, at a social, you know, whatever, a lot of people are dressed down. But when you go to an event where a lot of people are dressed up, you're going to kind of feel a little out, you know, you're going to feel like mm, a little awkward, you know what I mean? I mean, me personally. So really, the only times I ever dress up is at a Congress, because, you know, I want to look good. And I actually I dance better when I, I feel like I look good. Um, I mean, I'm sure girls can probably attest to the same thing, but you know, I just, you know, I don't like feeling uncomfortable in the Congress setting. So I do like to dress up.
0: Yeah. God, I hope that women dance better when they look good because they spend like two hours on their stuff. (laughs)
2: Like guys spend
0: about 10 minutes
1: and and I think that's undone in about two songs. Yep.
2: I can't, I can't take two hours to get ready. I take, I, I finally gave in. I bought some dresses I'm not really a dress kind of girl but I bought them I have congress dresses now and I have I've bought some some you know makeup that will hopefully stay on a little bit longer than you know your average makeup but I will say that I I just don't have the patience to take two hours to get ready so while I will put on a skirt because I do agree that you know it's it's better at a Congress when you feel good because you wanna you know, you wanna look good. Everyone else is dressed up, you wanna dress up too. Just makes you feel good. And very often it will probably make you dance better if you're feeling good. But it is a very difficult thing to get me to get ready for more than five or ten minutes. And I know that a lot of women love to get ready and I think that it's a wonderful thing. But I would also say that just because it's a Congress, I'm not gonna change. I can't change who I am and I can't, you know, <laughs> sit there in front of the mirror for two hours before I go down because I want to dance. And I think that a lot of women feel like they have to dress up. They have to spend two hours on makeup. And some of them love it. And the ones that love it, more power to you. But I do know that there are other women that don't love it and do it just for the sake of doing it. And I would say that, you know, sort of what I've done is I've sort of gotten a routine down. I I do certain things that I know make me feel really good, but only take a few minutes, and that way I can run downstairs, I can start my dancing, and I'm ready to go.
1: You know, um, Rob, I think this is an interesting question. Um, When you look at a lot of uh, the really good female dancers, how many of them are really, really, really dressed up, and how many of them are kind of dressed up nicely with maybe like a nice shirt, but, you know, with jeans and comfortable? You know, I mean that's kind of interesting. That's an interesting point as yeah, well.
0: Uh, well, that's an interesting point, and I have the answer, which is I have no freaking idea. I don't. I don't pay attention, I, Corey. Like I think I remember you wearing a dress once, maybe jeans once. Like guys don't remember that. All all that is for the women, in my opinion. Like, yeah, when we're there, I remember like, oh, she looks good, but it's like an emotion. Like, oh, she looks good, but I don't remember what she wore. Like, I don't. My girlfriend asks me all the time, like, what do you think about that outfit I wore last night? I'm like, it was it was beautiful it's great
1: <laughs> i don't know i have no idea Actually, yeah, but yeah you bring up you bring up a really good point um, yeah i don't i don't know either my my girlfriend asked me like hey do you like my new hair i'm like you cut your hair when did that happen yeah, yeah like oh you like my nails
0: your nails oh those yeah yeah sure great they're blue they weren't those, those always nails? there those nails yeah. you just grew those nails wow that's nice that's cool oh they match your toenails too Awesome. But the
2: truth is, is that when the women dress up, even if you can't remember what they wore and you can't tell what color nails they had yesterday versus today, you still have that feeling of, oh, they look really pretty tonight. Or, oh, I noticed that they've dressed up or, you know, anything of that Mm -hmm. sort. That still comes to mind. I know it does.
0: Yep. Yeah, it it does. (laughs) (laughs) Occasionally, occasionally. It's kind of like women can only screw it up. They can't like make it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know like if, if they're missing a shoe yeah i'm gonna remember that right he's like oh yeah you're the girl with one shoe but i'm not gonna remember like oh you're the girl with the nails that matched and this awesome dress and you know all that mm-hmm. i'm not gonna remember that but exactly. actually frank i had an idea for you man that whole hot air issue why don't you just wear skirts
1: there you go you know i i can totally pull off irish, pull irish. I'm like my, if I, I to
2: shave my head. You have to wear a skirt. <laughs> all right, yeah,
1: this is, is going to be the most interesting next Congress
0: we all go. To. Dude, you're in Boston. Just do it for uh, what is that whole St. Patty's Day? That's it. I'm I'm Italian, yeah. so I pay rare attention to St. Patty's Day. But you should do that, man. You should just do St. Totally. St. Patty's Day. Everyone's got to wear kilts. You could sit. It. Totally. Let's do it. Yep. Awesome. And send perfect. me video. All right. Yeah. I have
1: my next. I have my next wardrobe. That's perfect. All right.
0: So wow, I think we've. Oh, the last thing I want to talk about is upcoming events. So what Congresses are coming up on your radar? Let's say the end of 2014. We got about four months left here in the year. uh, I'll start New York Congress and I'm trying to recruit you, Frank, to come on down. Um, But New York Congress, I'll be going to Labor Day weekend, end of August. It's a good Congress. I've heard honestly mixed about it from a lot of people. There's, you know, some I don't know what the whole story is there, but all I know is when I go there, I have fun. The workshops are good, and you're in New York City. So it's a good time for me. Um, What about you guys? What Congress are you planning on? You know,
1: I've heard some mixed things too, but I don't, you know, to not get into any um, speculations either. um, I don't know. Like, again, I have to think about it. Um, You know, it's definitely up there in price, but, you know, it is New York City, so it is going to be more expensive than uh, most of the other Congresses. Um, For me, what I have next is uh, the Boston Salsa Festival, which is, you know, more or less here. Um, And then I haven't really thought of another Congress. I know there's a couple other ones here and there that sound interesting. Um, I thought about going to the Chimpuncaya one because I haven't been, but I may not be able to go this year. Um, I know starting next year, I'm going to go to Houston, I believe is in January.
2: It is. I went this year.
1: Yeah, so the one one in Texas in January, so I guess it's Houston. Um, I'm definitely going to see about going to that one. Uh, next year and depending on how things go I may or may not do my first European congress I haven't been to them yet but I only hear good things about the European congresses um, there's so many out there so I'll definitely have to check out which one's a good one um,
2: well, def- definitely um, the same weekend as I probably won't make it to New York because now that I'm on the west coast um, I'm trying to hit all the west coast congresses that I haven't hit so the same weekend as New York there is San Diego but before that Um, I believe it's next weekend is the, uh, Puerto Rico salsa Congress, which is supposed to be Uh absolutely amazing. Um, after that you have the Miami salsa Congress, which I think is the following weekend. Um, and then also we have San Antonio. This is how, this is where I start to learn about all the Congresses when I'm trying to do one a month. Um, I probably won't make it to San Antonio because I think it's, um, it's, I believe the 21st or 22nd of August. Um, and then two weeks later is the San Diego Salsa Congress as well. Um, same weekend as New York. I, I really like how they usually have one big Congress on the East Coast and one big Congress on the West Coast. I think that the U.S. can handle that. And it's um, a really nice way to get everyone out dancing on both coasts. Um, but other than that, I definitely think that all the Congresses that we've been to are some of the good ones. Orlando, the Boston one is certainly coming up. Um, San Francisco's got um, their Congress in November. so. Also, fast approaching. San Francisco
0: is awesome. I I loved San Francisco and I loved it for reasons I didn't like any of the other Congresses, which is actually the uh, Jack and Jill and the performances. So, yeah, they they just make that really, really entertaining and very casual at the same time.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: how about
1: we uh, talk about which one's our favorite Congress and why?
0: Well, okay, can we start with our least favorite? Because I've never actually been, I've never actually been to this, but I swear there's never been a Congress that I've heard so much bad stuff about, uh, than the Miami Congress. And I hear (laughs) it's under new ownership or new people, right? I I think that there are like new DJs, but I swear like every professional dancer I ask, how was Miami? They're like, oh, it was the worst ever. And it was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, have you guys heard that or is that just me?
1: I have
2: heard a few things.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I went to Miami about, I don't know, my first year dancing. So what was like seven, eight years ago? I had such a horrible time. That I swore that I would never go back, and I haven't gone back since. You just hold
0: a grudge because you were a beginner back then, man. You probably just had some <laughs> bad dance. All, you know It was just. Sucks.
1: It wasn't even about the dancing. It was just the environment was just, you know. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't for me. Let's just put it yeah. that way. It's not for me. I know plenty of people who do enjoy it. Um, it's not for me though. It's not for me. Uh, so as a beginner, that place hurt me. That place turned me off as a uh-huh. beginner. You know? Since then, yeah. I
0: like. Hey, Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So en- enough with the negativity. I don't know who brought that up, but let's talk about our favorite <laughs> Congresses, all right? Let's stay focused. Um, Corey, why don't you
2: begin? Well, okay. So I always have a very difficult time with this question because my favorite Congress really varies on a lot. I would say one of my favorite Congresses um, has was definitely the Dominican Republic Salsa Congress in Punta Cana, but that was because it was an all-in Inclusive, everyone was just const- there was a beach, everyone was just um, swimming and dancing and eating as much as they could possibly eat and drinking as much as they could possibly drink and It was just a great time because everyone was in um, a foreign country and it was all secluded and it was just everyone knew everyone because it was a really small congress. I think there was only or 500 people. Um, so that was a really nice Congress. Uh, I did have a, a, a lot of fun at the Orlando Congress the one year I went. That was a great time. I do think that what makes a good Congress is, is the people around you and who you go with, who you meet. I had an amazing time at the LA Congress recently where I just met a group of people from France and one of my great friends, Fernando Boom, who's from Spain, came and it was just a wonderful wonderful congress um with people near and far and i really think that's what makes the congress the best so i've had I, I can't say that i have one congress that consistently is my favorite because it really like new york i went a number of years but it changed every year um some years i had better times than others so it really depends on the people um that are around you but those are a few a few highlight congresses that i would like to point out so how about you frank
1: for sure um you know it's always been Orlando for me. Orlando has always been my favorite Congress. Um, you know, the pool parties are just amazing, you know, and it, it really is for me, It's it, it really is a party Congress. Um, there's a couple of Congress that I've been to that I would say are more dance-centric, you know, where I'll have good caliber of dancers to dance with. Not, not that I'm saying that there isn't in Orlando, but I just feel like in Orlando it's just just such a good environment to really just kind of let loose, relax, you know, chill in the lazy river, you know, at the pool, which I was kind of disappointed this year. Uh, they changed it to a different hotel, which was massive. I actually just learned this, but supposedly it's the world's largest Marriott. Was it Marriott? Yeah, I think it was Marriott. Apparently, it's the world's largest Marriott, and you could tell it took like 20 minutes just to get to the ballroom or get to your car. You know, by the time, yeah, I mean, no lazy river. You know, by the time you, you know, by the time you got back to the room, if you left something in your car, you're just like, ah, oh, forget about it. I don't really need it. You know, just because everything was so far away, everything was so spread out. Um, so I wasn't a big fan of the, the hotel we were at this year. Um, so I'm kind of hoping they uh, bring it back to the other hotel. But besides that, I've always had such a great time in Orlando. I really enjoy D.C. as well. D.C. is a really good congress. You know, and for me, it definitely is the people there to dance with, but also the DJs. You know, mm-hmm. since oh, I yeah, got a yeah. DJ as well, um, I gravitate more towards the music. You know, know, I've danced with a lot of beginners. I've danced with a lot of professional people that I don't necessarily need to have my professional dances fixed every night. You know, what I enjoy more is going out and having a great time with great music. You know, the music is actually probably, I would say almost equal to caliber of dances, but probably edges it out even more. Because, you know, if the music is great, and even if I'm dancing with somebody who may not be as experienced, I still have a blast just doing simple stuff just because I'm just totally grooving to the music. So for me, the Orlando Congress with DJ Rob has always been one of, not this Rob, but Rob Fernandez has been um, always exceptional and he DJs in DC as well. So I always have a good time there. Um, you know, I had a good time in other places. Montreal is also a nice place. It was very beautiful. Um, but definitely Orlando was, was it for me. I I absolutely love going to Orlando every year. Plus, you know, it's good to see a lot of my friends that I've acquired in Florida from all, you know, from all parts of Florida as well. I get to see them there. The one time of year, I get to see them. In fact, it's funny because every time I go to Orlando, if I see somebody, I'm like, Hey, when's the last time I saw you? Oh yeah, that's right. It was a year ago. You know, it just seems like no time has passed. So I've always had a good time in Orlando. That's probably going to be my favorite. Yeah. I like Sean Wilson
0: said this on Facebook uh, the day after the Congress ended. He's like, people spend the first day and a half of the Orlando Salsa Congress just saying hi because they just haven't (laughs) seen these people in a year. And they're like, hey, how's it going? Catching up. And I would agree with you. I, I really like Orlando because of that. And it's a homecoming. You see a lot of familiar faces. But at the same time, because you see so many familiar faces, you do tend to have like since you know everybody, you're less likely to want to meet new people because you're hanging out with your pre-existing friends. So it, it definitely fills a niche that I really enjoy going to that Congress. And I'm going to completely disagree with myself from a prior podcast that I put out last week, I think, where I said that Orlando was my favorite Congress. Actually, it's not my favorite Congress. It's my second favorite Congress. My favorite is San Francisco still. And oh. the reason why is because I love I love the feeling of going to a place that's foreign. It was my first time at that Congress, and yet just uh, making so many friends so quickly that were uh, real genuine and sincere and, and interesting and great dancers and just knowing like, wow, you can go anywhere in the world and find these people that share your common set of values, and I'm sure it's the same at Orlando. Uh, for people who come from a different area. So I'm not saying it's not like that. It's just for me, since I've been to Orlando so many times, it's more a lot of the familiar faces, which I also really enjoy. But San Francisco was great for that reason and also because of the shows, uh, because of the Jack and Jill. Now, with these Jack and Jills that they do at San Francisco, they do an amateur Jack and Jill, which, you know, they call it amateur, but these dancers are also amazing. And then they have the pro Jack and Jill. And uh, Corey, what's the name of the guy who DJs that?
2: Of the Jack and Jill?
0: Yeah, the guy—he's like the organizer. He's the MC throughout the whole event.
2: Uh, was it DJ Hong?
0: No, no, not, sorry, not DJ. Uh, like the MC, so the guy speaking. Uh, the—I think he's from Puerto Rico.
2: Mm, honestly, I actually don't even know. I don't think um, that was a busy weekend of school for me, so I wasn't able to make the shows. Um, so I don't know who the, who the MC was.
0: Oh, you want to see him then? Okay, yeah, this Puerto Rican guy, but he's one of the organizers. He's just hilarious. He's uh. He did a great Liz Lira impression as well. <laughs> uh, but it was a really funny, fun experience. And it was a little bit smaller. Like you said, Frank, the hotel that they had the Orlando Congress at was huge. Um, and it was a great hotel. But the San Francisco Congress was in Oakland. It was pretty small, uh, very intimate. So mm-hmm. I just really like that vibe. Uh, so yeah. I would I would go with San Francisco and then Orlando number two.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I honestly, I think that's really important because, I, I don't know, big is not more when it comes to congresses. I kind of right, like, I like, like more like intimate feeling ones, ones, you know, do. you kind we of randomly run into people. I love Are that. Are you talking about congresses or something else? No, 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 congresses. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, I got confused there for a sec. So it's, it's about the motion in the ocean of the congress. Is that, is that right? Pretty much yes. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Cool. I would All say right. So. Yeah, man, no, I, <laughs> I gotcha. Cool. So with that said, any parting thoughts here, man, we've gone over, way over what we said, but that's good. That means we're talking about, I knew this was going to happen too. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. I know. Um, but no, I told you this was going to happen. This is great. This is good. So anything else, any other words of wisdom, anything that I cut you off on, on social networking or food or taking care of yourself or anything that we, uh, we want to circle back with before we end today's show
1: um all i know is we should shave our heads that's it yes that's what i remember yeah. from this entire conversation <laughs> and skirts. <laughs>
0: yeah well for the guys to wear skirts the women just to stop wearing nice clothes right or getting the
1: sweat. eight feet shoes those are, that's another one <laughs> yep yep I'll, i would say I'll post that.
2: just go to these congress and have a blast that's what they're there for they're there to learn to meet people to dance. They're really there to dance, go dance, 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 meet tons of people, have so much fun and really try not to stress about too many things. Cause at the end of the day, what you're stressing over in terms of clothes or how you look or someone you met last night really isn't going to matter when you're having one of the best dances of your life. So exactly, and you know what,
1: and I've, I've known people that have gone to Congresses and have had one bad experience and that completely ruins it for them. And it's a shame to see that it really is. Um, you know, just, just go out there. There's going to be good people and bad people, not necessarily in dancing, but just in general, you know, there's going to be people that are nice people that are mean, no matter where you go, not necessarily, you know, not specifically just Congresses, but in general and in life. And, you know, try not to let any negativity get to you because Congresses shouldn't be about negativity at all. Just because one person is being negative. Don't let that affect you at all, you know, because mm-hmm. congresses are supposed to be a great time and they're supposed to be fun and they are fun, you know, so try to, try to enjoy it more, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes you may be too focused on doing this workshop or this or looking good or performances, you know, just relax, enjoy it, you know, it's supposed to be a group event. It's supposed to be something we have to enjoy, you know, and I believe we should, we should definitely enjoy it. Yes. Absolutely. And
0: that, that is such an uplifting message. And as much as I would love to end the show on that uplifting message, I got to do one more shout-out before we end, which is if anyone's Tell going you. to the New York Congress, I got two spots in my hotel room left. So message me, Rob it This Week in Salsa, and we'll get you in there. All right? As long as you don't look crazy. Uh, but – Unless Frank gets them first, so let me know, Frank. It's a, it's a hot, hot commodity, man. There's a lot of people listening to this podcast. It's out there. true. So, I'm going to break my private characters
1: just in case. <laughs> just in case.
0: Game on, man. Game on. Back. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. This was, this was so good. We may have to do a second episode, so uh we'll
1: have to think about that and perhaps make our glorious return next week.
2: Sounds good.
1: Well, you know, I feel like if um, I, you know, just ask any listeners what, you know, what they want to hear people talk about, you know, I know a couple ideas thrown around were like salsa pet peeves and um, other stuff, you know, if anything, if, if if anyone is is really interested in hearing, you know, three random salseros discussed, you know, <laughs> please just throw it out there and we will discuss it.
0: Yeah. And, and I also think that this can be... A- Round table means round, and I don't know, we can have four, five, six people on. Eh, that, may, that may get a little bit much. Uh, Maybe four or five is about the max, and then it gets a little bit unruly. But uh, but we can certainly have additional people on for additional perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and And we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So... With that said, uh, guys, appreciate it. I uh, hope to see you all soon uh, on the Absolutely. dance floor. Uh, but good. I won't be dancing Absolutely. with you, Frank, but I'll see you around the dance floor. I but you
1: can <laughs> lead me. We have talked about, about, this. about this. I can. Have I actually danced with you? You I, have. I mean, yeah, you know, it here. was glorious. Yeah. I talk yeah. about it still. <laughs> Do you? Do you? Yes. I well, I hope to get habits. dances
2: from both of you <laughs> soon, so...
1: Yes, absolutely, Corey. You can beat me as well. I am, I am working on my follow-up. I think I'm quite on I just have to work <laughs> on my styling.
0: Oh, man, styling. Thing. I I just...
1: That's a whole I other know. podcast. I don't know what That's I'm doing with
0: styling. a whole other podcast, exactly. I'm, Yeah, God. Yep. All right, cool.
1: ¿Qué <laughs>
0: recording and i'll just record from this one let's do just a sound check so frank say hello uh, penis okay could have done without that cory <laughs> say hello hello <laughs> thank, thank you for doing what i asked cory <laughs>
2: <laughs>